1: I'll say this here because I never knew much about Armie Hammer. I always assumed he was a rapper like Hoodie <laughs> Allen because oh, I wow. figured Army couldn't be a real name and it felt like oh that's a joke on Armin Hammer you know like right, the absolutely. baking soda but no his name is Armand Hammer and he's a real person that is a bad person I've learned now <laughs> in multiple ways. What a fun world
2: we live in. He's actually like Armie Hammer the fourth, Armand Hammer the fourth and his like his ancestor who was the first one was because his parents were socially Or something. They literally named him after the arm and hammer. Oh, wow. The arm and hammer, like the baking soda, I think predates that. It's a whole. I don't know. I went down the rabbit hole once because I was also like, is this really his name?
1: (laughs) Surely it's an alias. Well, enough of that mystery of how that person (laughs) is going on in their lives. Welcome fellow sleuths. To Meddling Adults, a game show where we grab our cameras and our high school friends and we go head-to-head to test our wits against the prowess of fictional young detectives for charity. I am your host, Mike Schubert. I am notoriously bad at solving children's mysteries, which is why I am safely behind the judge's table, letting others duke it out instead. Our contestants this week are Anna Brisbane, aka Brizzy Voices, and the author of Sorted, the host of the Kotki Ride Home, it's Jackson Bird. So, Brizzy and Jackson, how is it going?
3: Hi. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. up? It's, you know... It's- it's good, bad,
1: you know? mm-hmm. For context, r- recording this on January 15th. So yes, very good, bad. <laughs> right in the fun little sandwich between January 6th and January 20th. We're just in a, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're here to solve mysteries from, and this is the first time we'll be doing this on Meddling Adults, Veronica Mars. So I have to give a huge shout out to a listener named Mandy who emailed and said, hello, I love Veronica Mars. You should cover it on the show. And I said, I don't know which episodes would work best. And they said, I do and here are some descriptions and I've created my own summaries. So Mandy is making this episode happen. I'm very excited. I'm also excited because I know nothing about Veronica Mars and I believe the two of you also know nothing about
3: Veronica Mars. Correct. This will be my first impression of Veronica Mars.
2: Yeah, I know a lot about the Kickstarter. I had to study that when I ran other crowdfunding campaigns but I still never ended up watching
1: it. All I really know about it is that Kristen Bell is in the show and she's supposed to be in high school but is definitely, I don't know what age she was. (laughs) She's not in (laughs) high school. Wow. (laughs) She's a full-grown woman that's like, teen stuff, am I right? (laughs) So that's what we've got going on here. I'm very excited for all of the Veronica Mars stands out there to get very hopefully laughing at how little we know and not upset. All three of us are familiar with how diehard the Harry Potter fandom can be, but Veronica Mars fandom, question mark. I
2: will say I've always wanted to watch it. I'm not coming into this to make fun of Veronica Mars at all. Like, I've always genuinely been like, oh, I bet I would like that.
3: And now that I know that mysteries are a big part of it, that, uh... This is already increasing my opinion.
1: I will say, I usually ask if people have any sort of mystery experience. And Anna, when I DM'd you, I believe in all caps, you said, I love anything with mysteries in it. So are you a big mystery nut? Is Jackson in for a rude (laughs) awakening?
3: (laughs) I just like figuring things out, little clues and puzzles that I just,
1: yeah. So how about you, Jackson? Are you (laughs) well-versed?
2: Not not as much as Anna. (laughs) Um, I do like mysteries. And I also learned as an adult that I am into mysteries more than I thought. So I like tried reading some Agatha Christie and stuff last year and I'm I'm into it, Mm. but I don't think I'm going to be great at this game. Well, many
1: before you who have said they're going to be bad have been great. So don't worry.
3: (laughs) My problem with mysteries is I'm always I'm not looking at the clues. I'm looking at like, what kind of twist are they trying to pull here? Like, who's the least
1: expected person? Ooh, next level. I'm not going to give too much away here, but I will say that some of the reveals in these Veronica Mars ones are very out of left field. So I would say Mm. have that critical brain going because I got all of these wrong because the the twists are quite surprising. So it's going to be a fun one. But here's how the game works. I'm going to be recapping three mysteries from the esteemed television program sensation Veronica Mars. Neither of you have read or seen these episodes ahead of time. I will lay out all the clues. I'll ask for your accusations and each correct guess will earn you points. But there's also bonus points at stake because if your guess matches not my incorrect guess but in this case Mandy's incorrect guess you will earn a misery loves company bonus point so this is a Mandy loves company bonus point for this special episode and you'll also get bonus points if you know, there's anything that tickles my fancy. You say a funny joke. Your guess is particularly wild. You throw a sick burn at your opponent. Anything that brings me joy is going to get a bonus point because it's 2021 and this year has picked up where the last one <laughs> left off, baby. So we need happiness. So
3: this is whose line is it anyway? <laughs> yeah, you know, except
1: the points kind of matter in that uh whoever wins will be earning money for charity, which is a perfect segue into what charity are the two of you playing for? So Jackson, what charity are you going to be playing for today?
2: I am going to be playing for True Colors United. They are a non based here in New York City that I've collaborated with before, and they work to support LGBTQ plus youth who are experiencing homelessness. That's great. That's fantastic.
1: I've not heard of them, so I'm excited to look into them. Brizzy, who are you playing for?
3: That's wild. I'm shooting for um, a charity based in Los Angeles for unhoused individuals and families. Amazing. (laughs) It's uh, the Midnight Mission.
1: Awesome, I love it. I would have loved if it was like the exact same charity with just like a synonymous (gasps) name, like correct (laughs) shades joined. (laughs) So we've got the charities, we've got the introduction done. So let's get into our very first mystery. We'll put the pedal to the metal as we get into the first mystery, episode 16 of Veronica Mars from season one, Betty and Veronica. Quite a boring title.
3: Well, I mean, that's a reference, right?
1: Is it? That's an Archie thing, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I bring on people that know stuff.
3: (laughs) Like Riverdale, Archie, the characters. Yeah, the comics.
1: Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So let me just give very basic background about Veronica Mars. So... In this first season, at least, she is still in high school. As the seasons of the show progress, she eventually goes to college. But currently, these are all season one episodes. She is a high school student, but she moonlights as a private investigator because her father. Is a detective. His name is Keith Mars. So it's got a similar Encyclopedia Brown vibe where the dad is into crime solving, so so is the kid. That's where it exists. So in this particular story, we have Veronica Mars, who is waiting for her best friend named Wallace. Wallace is the star of their high school's basketball team. And Veronica is waiting for him after a game. And then Principal Clemens pulls Veronica aside and says that their high school mascot, Polly the Parrot, has gone missing and believes that it has been stolen. So the high school that Veronica Mars attends is Neptune High School. I don't think that this is anything of particular importance. I just think it's a fun name that they go to Neptune High School. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty jealous. I don't know if Greek mythology is big or if planets are big here, but the principal believes that it was stolen by the rival high school, Pan High. I'm assuming (laughs) Pan a la Pan's Labyrinth and not like the local culinary school. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's the pansexual high school (laughs) where all the
2: pansexuals go.
3: Why is the Neptune High School mascot a parrot and not any sort of sea creature?
1: That is a great question. They could be the Poseidons. That would be great. They could be the merpeople. They could be the tridents.
3: Yeah. (gasps) Sirens. Freaking
2: get them.
1: Sirens would be cool. They could be just like a fun fish like the barracudas. I feel like there's (laughs) many better options.
2: Although I do have to say, I went to Dove Elementary School, like Dove the bird, and yet our mascot was the... The dolphin. <laughs>
3: hmm. I think I'm mixed up somehow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> do you fly? Do you swim? I don't know. <laughs> Neptune High School is also very
1: confused on the water versus flying thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what does Veronica do to try to get to the bottom of this? She goes undercover to Pan High School as a Pan High School student. I don't know how she's able to accomplish this. I am not sure of what false documents they have to send to all of the people involved but she heads over to Pan High pretending to be a Pan High school student and she's at lunch and she is talking to some members of the Pan High basketball team because they are the top suspects in this case so she meets three players you meet Richie who is number 13 you meet Curtis who is number 2 and you meet Zeke who is the team manager <laughs> when she confronts the three of them asking about the stolen poly parrot they're all surprised and they haven't heard about this they're surprised that someone would even try to steal the parrot mascot from the rival school they are very much acting like they've no idea what's going on
3: is she still undercover like oh boy i i heard this happened at the other high school or is she like yo our mascot went missing
1: do you know what's up? So she's still undercover. She's trying to play it cool.
3: My, my
2: cousin goes to Neptuneheim
1: <laughs> and told me. Uh, you, you don't know her, but she's from Canada. Uh, she, <laughs> she's really sad about it. My
2: cousin, Shmaronica.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maronica Vars, my cousin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Neptune and Mars? Are you kidding me?
1: Oh, uh, whoa. Uh, that's pretty sweet. I guess that's, maybe that's how they did it. Like, what high school does Veronica go to? Well, clearly it has to be another planet. (laughs) (laughs) It can't be anything else. So, in addition to asking about the stolen Polly Parrot, she learns from the students at Pan High that their mascot, I guess in retaliation, has also been stolen, and their mascot, much more thematic, is a goat. I feel like that makes more sense for Pan High to have a goat. Okay. Yeah. But Polly Parrot Neptune not making a connection here. So while they're having this discussion in the lunchroom, a nerdy kid named Wilson walks in and he is met with great applause because he claims he stole the parrot. I am the hero of Pan High School. I have stolen the Neptune parrot. And he has a picture of him with a parrot. And he's trying to impress Veronica Mars. Little does he know that she's on the case. (laughs) (laughs) While they are in the cafeteria, they also receive from... Neptune high school there is a package of goat meat sent to the cafeteria I guess the joke is like lol we stole your goat and murdered it here's the meat that we made out of it but if I was a kid in the cafeteria and they sent goat meat I'd be pretty excited because that's gonna be way more tasty than anything that at least my cafeteria in high school offered I would be heading to the chef and be like hey <laughs> can we make some stew
2: never frozen <laughs> it's fresh also your high school had
1: chefs Mike
2: Wait, what, what boo high school did you go to? <laughs> oh, no, no, we did not.
1: My high school had microwaves and expensive, way too expensive prices for what was, I'm assuming frozen pizza. So I packed a lunch pretty much every single day because uh, I was not going to pay top dollar for bad tater tots. So no, we (laughs) did not have chefs. Big public high schools that I did not attend. I assume they have like grills. I don't know. I mean, TV high schools. Yeah, they can totally properly prepare that goat for you. (laughs) My knowledge of public high schools is basically high school musical. I assume everything is just very (laughs) well funded. And (laughs) and there's just money coming out of every department in the school. (laughs) Yeah. So Veronica starts talking to Wilson, the nerdy kid. And how does she start to get information out of him? By flirting with him. You go, Kristen Bell. So (laughs) she asks if he would give her a tour of Rest Stop 15. And Rest Stop 15 is the local place in Veronica Marsville. I don't know what town (laughs) this takes place in. I think it's in California? In Veronica Marsville, where they go to, you know, you park your car Mm. and do some stuff there or buy and sell drugs like lots of stuff goes down at rest stop 15. Ah. Uh. So Veronica while she is asking, "Hey, you should show me rest stop 15." She looks at Wilson's locker Code while he is undoing his locker. So she takes mental note of his locker combination. And while she is doing this, she calls her friend Weevil. Now, this character Weevil, I am the most confused by because I have not watched episodes of Veronica Mars. I'm going based off of the summaries and what I have pieced together from Wikipedia. But I believe Weevil is a classmate of Veronica Mars at Neptune High School. But he is also the head of the PCH, so Pacific Coast Highway, biker gang. So he is the head of a gang. And a high school student, I'm not sure if he is older and he's gone back to high school or if he's, you know, 17-ish years old and has risen to the top of this biker gang. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on with Weevil, but I do appreciate him based on all of the actions that he takes in these episodes that I have the summaries of. Wow. (laughs) So she phones up Weevil and she relays this parrot-based information and asks Weevil to intimidate Wilson Restop rest 15 into revealing where the parrot is. So, using his biker gang repertoire of intimidation to get the information out of Wilson. So, this happens. Wilson basically admits that the photo with the parrot is not actually Polly the parrot, but is instead a photo that he just took with a parrot from a pet store. So, this was all a ruse from Wilson to try to look cool for his pan high classmates. So we go back to Neptune High. Veronica is no longer undercover as a Pan High student. And she's talking with Wallace, her best friend, the basketball guy. And because he's so good at basketball now, he's got new friends. He's a popular kid. And some of his friends are his teammates on the basketball team. Those are the people that he is speaking with at lunch. You don't get a lot of the names. You do get the name of one of the kids, Jack. He is a teammate of Wallace, they are nervous about the big game that's coming up because rival high school, you want to make sure you win, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wallace also later reveals that he is a part of the group that took the goat from Pan High. So he got in on the mascot stealing shenanigans. Now, Veronica has also learned from Weevil, her biker gang friend, that he is also acting as a bookie, so he's taking bets on this upcoming high school basketball game. And when she talks with Weevil about the betting, people are only betting on Neptune to win, which is suspicious. Weevil confirms that he's not rigging the system in any way, but so far people have only placed bets on Neptune High to win, so that feels a little suspicious. (sighs) So, it is the day before the basketball game and the high school in... I don't know if your high schools had this. Mine never had this. I think this is a TV high school thing where you have like daily news instead of morning announcements. Oh yeah, totally a movie high school thing. Yeah, I've never known of a single high school that did this. I did morning announcements in my high school, but we did not have a video production team for, you know, announcements. Yeah. So it's the day before and there's a video that interrupts the Neptune High Daily News, and it's a masked man who has Polly the Parrot mm. and is threatening to kill Polly the Parrot unless Wallace, the best friend, the best player on the team, only if he sits the game out will Polly's life be spared. So Veronica is very scared about the situation, inspects the video, and notes that on this masked man's shoes, you see the number 13. You can't make other details out about him, but he does have a number 13 on his shoes. She talks with her friend Meg, who says that the only way that this video could have happened is if they recorded this yesterday and then somehow messed with the video of the announcements for the next morning. So... Long story short, from here on out, Veronica is able to get back both of the mascots. She's able to frame the actual culprit, which she does deduce. So I turn to the two of you. Who is behind the stealing of Polly the Parrot?
2: Mm. Well... The masked person, I would think, is because I I took down and we were both taking notes. (laughs) very serious about this. There was one of the guys at Pan High. Richie is number 13. Right. So that would match with the shoes. But, you know, was he acting alone? Did someone just happen to have number 13? Like, is it a red herring? Yeah, that's just so simple. Mm.
3: Like, is it Zeke because he's managing Richie and Mm. telling him what to do and makes him make the thing?
2: That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like with the bets, like, okay, so who would want Wallace to sit out if everyone is also all betting on Neptune? Is it someone from Panhai or is it someone who would like be betting in the opposite way. I like almost was like, I don't know, maybe Weevil as the bookie is, mm-hmm. is somehow involved here. But Mike said he likes Weevil and I trust Mike's judgment. <laughs> so, oh, oh no, I've given up the goose.
3: <laughs> who are the people voting? Uh I'm not voting. Betting on the game are the people who go to- to Neptune, right?
1: They don't really clarify. I assume it's other high school students. I don't think that just people in California are getting in on this hot betting ring around the high school game. So I think it's just other students.
3: Yeah, and Weevil goes to Neptune.
1: Yes, Weevil is Veronica's classmate. I did get confirmation. I got an email reply from Mandy saying that he is in high school and he is the head of a high school biker gang (laughs) because hashtag drama, I guess. (laughs) Mandy's words.
3: (laughs) Ah, I feel like somehow the betting thing is important. Yeah. <laughs> People who go to Neptune are only betting on Neptune to win. I mean, that makes sense. But like what? <laughs> I mean, it's I guess it's suspicious, but they're not they're not going mm, to remember.
2: I, now I'm starting to wonder, like that Jack character, like the only other player that we got the name of from Neptune, like maybe he's wants his moment to shine. So he's like blackmailing Wallace or threatening him, you know, telling him, don't go, don't show up to the game so that he can be the big star.
3: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: That's quite a lot to go through, though, just for that. I will say in the episode, Jack does mention that he is the same position as Wallace. That is the only information about basketball that we know from jack
0: Mm.
3: that seems vitally important
1: i'm feeling more in this jack theory now
3: yeah that's too much of a coincidence right to be the same position as the star player and to want the star player to sit out
1: what are you guys thinking let's lock in some suspects
3: (laughs) even though i like jack better as an answer now i want to say zeke is the
1: mastermind Mm. the team (laughs) manager okay so I am happy to reveal that it was Jack. Ah. Jackson, you nailed it. So it was Jack. Jack basically devised this whole plan as a way to try to get Wallace out of the game. He wanted to take over his starting spot on the basketball team. You learn that Jack wears number 13 for Neptune. So you were right that Richie, number 13 on Pan high, was a red herring. They just happened to have the same <laughs> number. That's the 13 in the shoes. And the whole betting thing was that basically... Jack was matching all of the other bets that were happening Mm. that were saying that Neptune was going to win. And then he was going to try to throw the game so that he would get all of the money. And by being the starter, he was now the starting point guard. He would be more able to throw the game and then get a bunch of money for betting against his own team. So Jack is a real scoundrel.
2: Wow. So he cared about Uh, money,
1: not fame. uh, Yeah. It feels bad that he's like jealous of the fame of being the starting point guard, but then also wants to just like get a bunch of money. Strange situation. Not a big fan of Jack. No. But Jackson, I have given you three points for nailing that suspect, and Anna, I gave you a bonus point for being a little in on on helping Jackson out, getting to that final thing. <laughs> totally. And also, I like thinking that the team manager is a mastermind. <laughs> I think that was a fun, a fun little rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> Thank you. Today's episode of Meddling Adults is sponsored by Monk Pack. Now, when I say healthy snacking, your taste buds probably say, meh. Because normally, healthy snacking isn't very exciting or delicious, but Monk Pack is here to change all of that because they make snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but they only have one gram of sugar or less. They have two grams of net carbs and they're only 140 calories. Monk Pack makes keto granola bars that are perfect for anyone that is either following the keto lifestyle or if you just want to have a snack and you're trying to eat better or you're trying to cut back on sugar or carbs, but you don't want to sacrifice taste. I was sent a box of nut and seed bars from Monk Pack and they were delicious. They had a couple different varieties. Some were more of the gooey variety. Others are more of the chewy variety. I enjoyed all of them. I really liked the wide variety of flavors. They have flavors like coconut cocoa chip, honey nut, and blueberry almond vanilla, but my favorite was the dark chocolate peanut butter. I just love that little bitterness from dark chocolate, that sweetness and creaminess from peanut butter. Those put together with the rest of the nuts and seeds in the bar, oof, it was some good stuff. Whether it's a quick breakfast or if you need a snack between meetings at work or if you just want a late night snack, they are perfect. I have had these Bars in all of these settings, and they work. I can tell you, they come in in the clutch. So try it for yourself, and you'll see. And we have a special deal for meddling adults listeners. You'll get twenty percent off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering the code meddling at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's back with a one hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. So to get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's m-u-n-k-p-a-c-k.com, and select any product. Then enter the code meddling at checkout to save twenty percent off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food that you can count on. And thanks for sponsoring the podcast. And also, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with that therapist in under forty-eight hours, and they have a broad range of expertise available. That's nice because that might not be available to you locally. You can do everything with BetterHelp remotely, and they are available worldwide. You can log into your account at any time to send a message to your counselor. That counselor will reply to you in a timely manner with a thoughtful response. And then you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And then you'll never have to commute to a therapist's office. You won't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. It's all nice and easy and you can do it from the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. They want you to start living a happier life today. So you can go to betterhelp.com meddling. That's betterhelp.com help, slash meddling. You can join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And as a meddling adults listener, you'll get 10% off your first month. So again, that is betterhelp.com meddling. You'll get 10% off your first month and you can start talking with a professional therapist about whatever's going on in your life. 2021 has been pretty rough. So if you need to talk to someone about it, BetterHelp can be the service that helps you talk to someone and get through whatever's going on in your life right now. So thanks, BetterHelp. And let's get back to the show. We now go into our second mystery. Jackson has a three-to-one lead. The second mystery is called Canes and Ables. Oh, man. It is midterm time at Neptune High School, a fun, stressful time for everyone. And we see one of Veronica Mars' friends, a fellow student of Neptune High named Sabrina. She is currently the senior class valedictorian, and she asks Veronica for help. She says that someone is harassing her every night while she is trying to study, harass in terms of like make noise outside of her window and stuff. Oh, okay. They're trying to make it so that she can't study as well. She's afraid it's going to impact her midterm grades and the big reason that this is such a big deal is that the valedictorian gets a full ride scholarship to whatever college that they want to go to. There's some rich family in town, the Kane family. They are offering a full scholarship to the University of Choice for the valedictorian Valedictorian of the graduating classes of Neptune High School. Any
3: university?
1: Yeah, dude. That's huge.
3: Jackson and I both went to NYU, so we're like,
2: what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's
3: a
1: lot of money
2: for us. Yeah, that
1: was, uh, my diploma was a very expensive rectangle. I would have loved for it to be free.
2: <laughs> and I was
3: valedictorian, so what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, were you really? Out of 14, it doesn't make it that impressive. Um, I mean, still... you're still number
1: one. So... Sabrina's initial suspicions are that it is her ex boyfriend, Kaz, who is upset that she broke up with him. So she thinks that Kaz is just trying to get back at her and make her lose her valedictorian spot, a revenge plot of sorts. So later that night, Veronica goes to visit Sabrina and notices a yellow truck that drives by several times and Veronica notes that Kaz is inside of this truck, but he claims that he was just keeping an eye on the house because he heard that someone was messing with Sabrina and he's trying to be a good person because he still has feelings for her. But I don't know. Could be suspicious. Yellow van. Ah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, white vans are bad,
1: but yellow vans. <laughs> yeah. Yellow. Hmm, Is this good or the worst? Sabrina, later on, has this midterm. She hasn't been able to study as well for it. She scores lower than she hoped for on this midterm, Mm. and she loses her valedictorian status to Hamilton Cho. Hamilton Cho is able to edge her out for the valedictorian spot, So Veronica starts to talk to Hamilton at his job. He's a pizza delivery guy, and she tries to see if he's behind all of this. When she approaches him about it, he says that he has no idea that this was even happening to Sabrina. They have a conversation a little bit about being valedictorian, getting the scholarship. He mentions that he was accepted at Oxford, but he's afraid that he's not going to be able to go there because after talking with his dad, his dad said that his family just can't afford to send him to Oxford. So He's upset about that, but the whole time stays true that he didn't even know this was happening to Sabrina. He's not the one doing it, etc. Now, the next night, there is a car alarm that is keeping Sabrina awake. Veronica is staking out Hamilton at his job at the pizza place at the time, and Hamilton says that he has been working all night this night when Veronica eventually talks to him. Sabrina then gives the license plate number to Veronica And she learns that the car, this yellow truck that kept going back and forth, is connected to a rival private investigator in town named Vinny Van Lowe.
3: (gasps) Wow.
1: So the episode continues, and I can't really give further details without giving away who is behind it. But Veronica basically does some sleuthing and is able to determine who is behind the whole scheme to screw Sabrina out of being valedictorian. So I turn to the two of you. Who is behind this nonsense?
3: (laughs) Well,
1: I tell you, Hamilton is sus. That's for sure.
3: Right, but Hamilton's too sus. That's the problem. I know,
1: right? We've got Hamilton, we've got Kaz, the jealous ex-boyfriend, and we've got Hamilton's dad. Hamilton's dad was there one of the times as well when she was Mm. tailing and scoping out Hamilton at the pizza place, so we do see him. So we've got that, and then we also have whatever's going on with Vinny Van Lowe, private investigator.
2: And so Vinny was in the same yellow truck that Veronica saw Kaz in, or is it a different Oh, wait, truck or van?
1: It's a yellow truck. (laughs) Yeah, that could make the thing less suspicious if it's a truck. But, you know, Vinny Van Lowe, if he has a van, that's just, he's super guilty. So it's a yellow truck. They run the plates on the truck. Sabrina's able to get the license plate number. And Veronica finds that the plates of it belong to Vinny Van Lowe, who she does some research and that is a rival private investigator in town. I guess he's very upset that a high schooler is taking away all his good business, maybe. This is a a back doorway to get back at Veronica Mars by making her friend lose valedictorian status. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's super, (laughs) super (laughs) random. I know what I'll do. (laughs) But that is the same one that Kaz was in?
1: Yeah. Yellow truck. I believe this is the same one that Kaz was in the first time. So like Kaz is maybe somehow in cahoots with Vinny? Could be. Hmm.
3: Um... This is a wild card, and the last part doesn't make sense that Sabrina would give the license to Veronica because this could give her up. But I want to say it's Sabrina.
1: You think she's doing it to herself to try to
3: self sabotage? Ah. She's got some, you know, drama and with her personal life where she doesn't want to be valedictorian or doesn't want to go to college. Ah. So she's trying to come up with an excuse doing not so great on the midterms. So it's not her fault and her parents can't get mad at her. It was, she was harassed and that was the problem. So she hires this. A private investigator to uh, fake it for her, but then she gives herself away by giving
2: Veronica the way to explain I number. think that's actually pretty good because, like, I could totally see that happening. And, like, maybe the boyfriend is involved, too. And then, like, he got caught by Veronica, so he had to come up with the excuse. Like, he was playing a part of making it look like something was happening. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, maybe they were back together for a little bit or something like that. <laughs>
1: What about you, Jackson? Who are you thinking is behind all this?
2: I do like that one, but I also, as soon as you said the title of the episode, Canes and Ables, oh, yeah. I was thinking, okay, so is there some type of like familial betrayal somehow? Ooh. We didn't learn any more about the Cain family from anything that you said, but maybe, yeah, maybe there's some relation there somehow or it's not them and it's just like the familial relationship is between Hamilton and his dad because I don't know, like being a pizza delivery guy that's a pretty easy way to harass someone with noise every night even if he wasn't caught by Veronica like that's super easy you have to drive around for your job every night and be like yeah I was at work and my work was driving by Serena's house <laughs> you know? like, so for lack of any other better guess I'm just gonna go ahead and, and still say that it was Hamilton
1: okay So you are both incorrect, but Ah. Anna gets a bonus point because that was the Mandy Loves Company bonus point. That was exactly Mandy's guess. She thought that Sabrina was trying to push the test back. I thought that was a great theory. I didn't think of that myself, but I think that's fantastic. So Mm -hmm. she thought same kind of deal, nervous about the test. I'm going to come up with some sort of excuse so I could get my test delayed, whatever. Jackson you were close it wasn't Hamilton it was Hamilton's dad I almost said that (laughs) so Hamilton's dad out of fear and didn't want his son to be disappointed that if he got into Oxford he couldn't go he (gasps) was trying to sabotage Sabrina so that Hamilton could become valedictorian and get that full ride via the Kane scholarship so a dastardly deed from the father of a high school student helicopter parents been around a long time apparently
2: like (laughs) I don't feel like if I were valedictorian or saluted and like my parents would not know the other kid that I was competing against.
1: That's wild. Maybe Neptune High is a 14 person high school and it's really <laughs> intense and it's cutthroat. And people are trying to bring down that that dang Anna Brisbane keeps getting under <laughs> It's that
3: scholarship, man. That would oof, that would make it really cutthroat.
2: I am actually reading a YA novel right now that's coming out later this year and literally part of the plot is that they go to this like super wealthy like prep school with these alumni who have so much money and almost every year the winners of homecoming court end up getting like some type of full rides or like acceptance into their their favorite school because the alumni are just so well connected and so like there's this competition for homecoming king happening it's exactly what you just described except instead of being smart you just have to be popular oh No,
3: that's so much worse.
2: I absolutely hate that. Yeah, it would be bad.
1: The book is great so far, though. Uh, It's called uh, May the Best Man Win. That's awesome. My high school, all of the alumni fundraising was to do financial aid based scholarship stuff. So that was very cool that my high school did this. And then they also, without telling me, you got a scholarship if you kept your GPA above 100 for three years and then also four years. So just like one day in the mail, my mom just like got a big check and apparently I had won some scholarship I didn't know about by being a big nerd. Wow. So I'm glad my high school did not go down the popularity route. And instead it was like helping people out and also like, hey, you're a big nerd. <laughs> okay, so the score is now a blistering two to three Ooh. as we get into our final mystery, credit where credit is due. (laughs) In this one, we meet a new Veronica Mars character, Logan. Logan is a rich kid. He is very fancy in this Veronica Marsville in California. He is the son of a movie star. So Logan is hosting a beach party, as you do in California. And this beach party gets crashed by Weevil's Motorcycle Gang. (laughs) There is tension between Logan and Weevil because, of course, and they exchange some words back and forth. And apparently this gets so heated that the sheriff gets involved. The sheriff's department arrives on the scene, breaks up the party, and everybody scatters because they're all in high school. And that's what you do. (laughs) So the next day, the sheriff's department arrives at the house of Weevil and his cousin Chardo, and they are there to arrest Weevil's grandmother, Mrs. Navarro, for credit card fraud. The reason they have pinned her for credit card fraud is that they have proof that someone has stolen pre-approved credit card offers from the Eccles. So this is Logan's family. The Eccles are very well-to-do, apparently so well-to-do that credit card companies send them, like, prepaid credit card stuff that you don't need verification for. (laughs) It's not very clear how this credit card fraud works, but apparently people are sending the Eccles prepaid credit cards and... Someone used them, and the sheriff's department believes that Mrs. Navarro, the grandmother of Weevil and Chardo, is behind it. Now, the reason they arrest her is because she is the housekeeper of the Eccles family, so their reasoning is that, you know, they just take these things from the mail, they're not going to use them, they put them in the trash, someone went through the trash to get them, the person who deals with the Eccles' trash is Mrs. Navarro, she's the main suspect. So that is what led to Mrs. Navarro's arrest. So Mrs. Navarro's lawyer later has a meeting with Veronica's dad, Keith Mars, who is actually a detective, and the lawyer believes that it was actually Weevil. So they are trying to work out who's actually behind it. They think Mrs. Navarro is innocent. The lawyer thinks it's Weevil. Veronica's dad kind of agrees with the reasoning and starts to think it could be Weevil as well. They play up this angle of Weevil and Logan not liking each other. It could be a revenge situation. But Veronica thinks that Logan might have framed Weevil because of the whole dispute at this beach party. You know, Weevil wrecked his vibe. So I've got to get back at him with framing him for credit card fraud as you do. Veronica tries to bring this up, but Keith and Mrs. Navarro's lawyer shoot her down. So... Keith and now the whole Mars family is in on the case. So you have Veronica and her dad working together. (laughs) So Veronica is able to find out the credit card charges from Weevil's lawyer. And Veronica learns that these credit card charges were for motorcycle accessories, piercings, a cell phone bill, and a stay at the local swanky hotel, the Neptune Grand. So fancy hotel in the area. And... Purchases that could look like Weevil since he's in the biker gang, or Chardo, the cousin. He is also in the biker gang. So Veronica has a friend that works in the school office, and she has that friend get Weevil's class schedule and attendance record. And Veronica is able to find out that Weevil was in shop class at the same time that most of these purchases on this credit card were made. They were all online purchases, so they have the exact time that these purchases were made. And it lined up to be at the same time that Weevil was in shop class. But it was also at the same time that Logan, rich kid, and his rich girlfriend, Caitlin, played by Paris Hilton. Oh. <laughs> they were in computer lab at the time that these online purchases took place. So, mm. Okay. But yes, played by Paris Hilton. <laughs> wow. Incredibly 2004 of this TV show to do.
2: That was back when Kim Kardashian used to hold Paris Hilton's purse. <laughs> How times have changed.
1: <laughs> oy, oy, oy. So Veronica tries to tell her dad Keith about the proof this whole thing about Weevil having an alibi of being in shop class but when she tells her dad about this Weevil apparently has already confessed to the crimes specifically because he doesn't want his grandmother to be arrested so good guy Weevil strikes again love Weevil here <laughs> so Veronica learns that Logan and Caitlin They were in computer lab when those charges were made, and Logan's browser history from the computer he was using in computer lab shows that he visited the Neptune Grand's website during computer lab. So Veronica is more suspicious that this is Logan trying to frame Weevil, just trying to do as many things that can tie all of these things together and make Weevil look guilty. So Veronica asks for her dad's help in investigating this angle of the crime, And they put on an act. So they go to the fancy hotel and they do this extravagant, over-the-top, very iffy thing where Veronica pretends that she hooked up with a guy and got pregnant but she doesn't know his name and her and her dad start causing this scene in the ho- lobby of the hotel and they're making this big deal about it and they're asking for who was the person that was at this hotel who had the room wow the person yeah the person at the hotel desk is just like I want you to stop making this ruckus here's the information about the person which feels highly illegal but this was just a very strange way to get to the bottom of this it was effective yeah <laughs> Yeah, but aye, aye, (laughs) aye. So they get the credit card statements from the person working at the hotel desk. They find out that Caitlin signed the room service bill, the girlfriend of rich guy Logan, signed for it using the Eccles family credit card. So that is the information they're able to learn from the hotel itself. Then they also find in Caitlin's phone, Logan says to Veronica that he saw a lot of outgoing calls from Caitlin's phone to Chardo, Weevil's cousin. So a new wrinkle has entered. Apparently, or at least from appearances, it looks like Caitlin is calling Chardo a whole bunch. So Veronica is then able to do some more sleuthing and there's some more ties with Caitlin's phone number showing up in a couple of places on the cell phone bill that was on that prepaid card. So there's more ties between Caitlin getting involved. She does a little bit more sleuthing and is able to reveal who is behind it. So I turn to the two of you. Who is behind this elaborate credit card fraud?
3: I wanted to say Paris Hilton, like, as soon as she was mentioned. And then she was mentioned too many times. And I was like, well, now (laughs) it's just, like, too much.
1: (laughs) The suspects we've got here are, it could actually be Mrs. Navarro. It could be Weevil. It could be Chardo. It could be Logan trying to frame Weevil. And it could be Paris Hilton. (laughs) Who is Caitlin. Who is Caitlin, yes.
2: I was on Veronica's side. Like, I was thinking the way she did at first, of, like, clearly Logan is framing Weevil because the the party, and he wants to get back at him, and he has the connection to the grandma, so it's easy for him to do that. But the stuff at the end makes me start thinking that Caitlin and Chardo are having an affair hmm. when they went to the hotel together, and Caitlin, uh, There's something... Maybe, like, Chardo took the credit card after they spent time together, and he did the piercing and the uh, motorcycle gear. Or... Oh, maybe she took the credit card so they could have their like night together and then realized there was going to be like a paper trail and somehow convinces him (laughs) to take the card and make it look like it was a fraud by like doing (laughs) other charges on it and like stuff that looks like it could be Weevil. I don't know, but I definitely think it was like. Caitlin slash Weevil, and that they're having an affair, and somehow we're trying to cover their tracks for that. Caitlin and Chardo. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. Caitlin and Chardo having an affair.
3: Yeah. That's definitely what it sounds like the most. I'm wondering if there's no framing going on. Caitlin is just being opportunistic and and doing what she can to get with Chardo and do so for free. Logan's a dick, so she's like, let's fuck over his family. <laughs> 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 this card. That's what makes the most sense. Ah, oh, God.
1: If you want to have the same guest, that is okay. We we go by the honor system here. And if you both are <laughs> suspicious of Caitlin slash Chardo, one versus the other, are, it feels like you're leaning more in the Caitlin department, though, Brizzy, specifically that it's her. And Jackson, you felt more like Chardo trying to wine and dine Caitlin.
2: Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess I felt like they were sort of in it together. But I also, I don't know, like, Anna, you're right. Like, it could be, this seems too obvious, so maybe there's something totally on a left field we're not thinking of. Yeah.
3: (laughs) That's what I always feel like. It's got to be some person who was only mentioned once. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like it has been every other
2: time. (laughs) It just actually is Mrs. Navarro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was just Mrs. Navarro. She went through the
2: trash. (laughs) I mean, did anyone see if she got any new piercings recently?
1: (laughs) Oh, she's got a new leather jacket.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: I want to say Caitlin and Chardo together. Oh,
2: Maybe it's Caitlin and Logan went to the hotel. They had room service on like the Eccles card, but then maybe realized that that was, they were going to get in trouble with his parents or something for like, because they used the prepaid card or what, or they weren't supposed to go to the hotel or something like that. Mm. And so then they loop in and blackmail Chardo. And like Caitlin is pulling Chardo in to frame. I don't know how they would convince him. They'd have to blackmail him somehow, but like pulling him in to cover their tracks.
1: Okay. Okay. So you've switched to Logan and Caitlin and, Rizzy is on Caitlin and Chardo together
2: yeah I'm gonna I don't know that I believe it more but I'm I'm gonna say it
3: I wonder what if if we could figure out what order the charges were in like (laughs) (laughs) because that would help right if if like the hotel is first and then they're like oh here's a bunch of motorcycle shit
1: (laughs) okay so the final answer it was just Chardo by himself. Yes, so I'm giving the edge to Anna there because you were you were pretty close. I mean, your, your initial thought, Jackson, from the very beginning was that Chardo was just trying to wine and dine Caitlin, and that's pretty much it. So <laughs> he was having an affair. You were correct. He was having an affair with Caitlin, and he started to feel insecure about not being able to be as fancy and mm. pay for things like Logan is able to. So in order to try to look nice and and well-to-do for Caitlyn, Paris Hilton. He decided to steal these prepaid credit cards, whatever the hell, and do a whole bunch of stuff to try to be fancy with her. So it was just Charto after love, Paris Hilton slash Caitlyn's love, and they find out that it was him There's a whole big thing where Weevil gets all mad at Chardo because how could you put our grandmother into danger like this? Yeah. So Weevil, again, is a good guy by trying to set Chardo straight. So that is the final thing. I give you a bonus point there, Jackson, since you were close. And also, I like the whole Logan back around framing. (laughs) Oh, crap. We got to buy a bunch of motorcycles. I like that a whole lot. (laughs) But... Anna, with getting that one right, you have narrowly won this one five to four, meaning that you're the winner of this episode of Meddling Adults and you have won money for the midnight mission. So at the uh, buzzer, you come in and swoop. How does it feel to reign victorious?
3: It feels beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Makes me want to watch Veronica Mars. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We could have a watch party of these three episodes specifically and we can see how different it fared just from the descriptions. But again, shout out to Mandy for putting this together. I'm very happy we were able to make this happen, but thanks to you so much, both of you, for joining. What a fun experience. If people want to find you doing stuff on the internet, where can they do so? Anna, how about you go first?
3: I'm on the internet as Brizzy Voices, B-R-I-Z-Z-Y on everything, mostly on the YouTubes, Instagrams, Twitters, and the Twitches.
1: Great. And what about you, Jackson?
2: I am on the internet, as Jack is not a bird on everything-ish, but mostly Twitter and YouTube and Instagram. And also, as uh, Mike said at the start, I am the host of the Cocky Ride Home every single weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Awesome. Great. Well, thank you both again so much. Listeners, thanks for listening. And you know, this was a fun one. We had some interesting high school shenanigans that feel much more grown up than high schooling. So (laughs) it would make sense that rather than kids, uh, you two and the people we talked about today they are just a bunch of meddling adults. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Meddling Adults. Meddling Adults is created, hosted, and produced by me, Mike Schubert. Our editor is Brandon Grugel. The art is by Maayan Atias and Kelly Schubert. The music is by Bettina Campomanes and Brandon Grugel. And the web design is by me and Kelly Schubert. If you want to support the show, you can do so in a couple of different ways. First, you can go to patreon.com slash meddlingadults, where you will get early access to episodes, bonus clips, and we'll put your name on the website. And we'll say thank you at the end of the season if you give it the highest tier. If you can't give on a monthly basis and you want to give a one-time donation, you can do so at paypal.me slash Meddling adults, and if you aren't in a position to give money right now, but you still want to help the show, rate us on iTunes, tell someone about it, post about it on social media. All of these things help the podcast a bunch. If you want to follow the show on social media, you can do so at Meddling Adults on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Reddit.com/r/MeddlingAdults. Our website, meddlingadults.com, has more information about the show, as well as things like our merchandise. We have a Murder Hornet sticker back from season one. whole bunch of fun stuff there at meddlingadults.com. And of course, thanks to Multitude for having us as a part of the collective. If you want to learn more about all of the wonderful shows that Multitude has to offer, you can go to multitude.productions. I am a part of two of them, and I am very biased, but I think they're great. So thank you again so much, and hope to see you next Wednesday. Subscribe to the
0: show if you haven't already so you don't miss it. See you next Wednesday for the next episode of Meddling Adults.